Previously heard on Good Hope FM. It's Fast Forward. On Monday evenings, we like to bring uh, some of our favorite sporting heroes into studio. And today, it's no different. In fact, uh, we call this off the bench. And uh, very much the case when we talk about um, getting going and getting things off the ground and, and making sure that our sports stars aren't left behind. You ready? You guys are good now? The microphones are fine? It's get off the bench, by the way. Get off the bench. All right. Uh, Devin is here and so too is David Perrell. Welcome to the studio, Dave. Thanks for having me, guys. It's, 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 it's only a pleasure to have you. Uh, Devin's been waxing lyrically about you for a long time. Um, and I'm glad we've finally managed the time to be able to get you in studio. Because I believe you're not going to be in the country for much longer. Uh, yeah, I'll spend most of my time in Europe this year. So You guys oh, got me just, just in time. to come in and say that on a Monday. I know, right? I'm, I'm spending most of my time in England. In it, sounds, it sounds nice and easy, but it's not. <laughs> As the weather changes here, you'll be heading abroad. How's your accent coming along? I mean, that sounds pretty good, actually. That was an Aussie one. Was that an Aussie one? <laughs> It's terrible. In, in that case, <laughs> you want me to do the cricket the, commentary? Could you? Yeah. Uh, just, I've forgotten all the terms now. But my brother used and I used to sit there and watch the cricket, turn it on mute, and then he'd do an Indian one, I'd do an Australian one, and we'd okay. like flip around. Okay, yeah. so what, what you got? I mean, it's a wicket and they're no, bats. I'm not doing it on, on the soapbox. You guys must be crazy. Why not? We do it all the time. You, you brought it up. Okay, we'll save that for later once yeah. you've warmed up, all right? Okay, cool. Okay, terrific. Dave Perrell is here. Were you born with a helmet on? I asked you this earlier, but I mean, you're into racing, and, and there's this phrase that kind of goes around with racers in terms of uh, motor racers anyway, that born with a helmet on. Would, would you consider yourself one of those? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, when I was three years old, I saw a photo of my dad in a racing car. Mm-hmm. He tried to race when in, in his early 20s. Mm-hmm. And uh, ever since that day, I knew I wanted to be a racing driver, pretty much like a lot of young boys. But I don't know, there was something inside me. I was obsessed. And your dad and was like, could you have chosen something cheaper like rugby? I promise you, that was the case, yeah. Yeah, really? <laughs> wow. really? I mean, then, okay, so we talk rugby then for a second. Were you a sportsman for always? Were you always into playing sports and playing games? Were you ever left on the bench when it came to picking teams? I was left on the bench every single really? time. Really? Yeah. Oh, you were that kid? Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> I, I don't. I didn't consider myself a sportsman until quite recently, actually. Then I realized, oh, hang on a second. If I look at all the physiques of my friend and compared to me, uh, I train all the time. I'm doing hand-eye coordination stuff all the time. So now I consider myself a sportsman. But in high school, I avoided sports at all costs. Where were you at school, <laughs> Dave? Camps Bay High School. Camps Bay High School. I mean, it's not known for its uh, sporting athletic no, sort of legacy. Always. I mean, yeah, I, I, always ho- I heard stories about Camps Bay High School that they had to block out a lot of the windows that faced onto the ocean to prevent kids from staring out of the window and daydreaming. Yeah, the so is that true? Me, well, instead of me staring at the ocean, I would, I'm not lying. It's my friend Adam. We'd sit and see if there was a red car coming along Camps Bay Drive. Yeah. And we'd be like, oh my God, is that a Ferrari? Is that a Ferrari? Is that a Ferrari? Please come this way. And if it was, we'd be like, yeah. <laughs> that's like that's how obsessed I was about cars and wow. racing and stuff. And speaking of which, that's your team. Yeah, now I race for Ferrari, wow. which I never thought would actually happen. Wow. But there you go. How, how do you get into that? How do you just go, oh, I'm going to be a race car driver? Cold calling. Hey, Ferrari. <laughs> Cold really? Calling. I swear to God. Really? Yeah. I uh, saved all my money from the age of 23 till 30 years old and uh, was watching Le Mans one night, a 24-hour Le Mans. And uh, looked at one of the drivers, he was standing in the pit lane with his helmet on, waiting for the car to come in, and he was going to drive the night stint. And I thought to myself, why am I not there? So that Monday, I downloaded the entry list of all the racing teams that had entered and started cold calling every single one. There was a, I had a list of 60 teams, yeah. and 59 of them said no or didn't even answer. The 60th one on the list, that is not a word of a lie, was willing to have a Skype conversation with me, and uh, he gave me some advice of where to start. And that was wow. in 2000. And 14, and I called this team in Italy, a Lamborghini team, through the help of a guy called Alan McDonald, who now manages me. 
and I flew to Italy, did this race, paid most of my life savings to do this race. Uh, almost finished on the podium and then it went from there. Then I got invited to the Lamborghini World Finals. I was leading that. Then the following year, Italian Championship, almost won that. And wow. then last year, Ferrari. Have any of those other 59 teams ever turned around and gone, Dave, I remember you phoned us? Um, no, but the team I spoke to, which was a five-minute call, they remember me. They remember wow. me. Can I just ask, when you're cold calling and you're basically your entire life is riding on a phone call yeah. or a Skype, what is your opening line? Um, that's a good question. Actually, I would, I would, uh, I can't swear on, on radio, but uh, <laughs> you, you I would. Uh, I would be sweating. My palms were sweaty, and uh, none of the a number of the team managers that I was trying to get hold of were are ex Formula One guys. Yeah, wow. names that I would read about on Autosports and yeah. Motorsport.com. Nuts. Yeah, and uh, trust me, when I mean, you know, a lot of guys thought it was a joke. So yeah, it, I mean, that, it didn't take me a day. It took, takes a lot of guts and courage to pick up the phone and cold call when. I mean, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Well, this is the truth. Yeah, that's why you're here for get off the bench because clearly you did. <laughs> clearly yeah. you did, and clearly you can inspire others to do exactly yeah. the same. And what I love about your story as well is that you said fifty nine of them said no or yeah. didn't answer your call, and you didn't yeah. give up. You just kept. You kept I thought going about giving that list, up, but I'm sure. But I, I would wake up in the morning in my mid twenties. You see, what happened was, I was when I was racing carts, I wa- always wanted to be at the world championship of karting world championship i got there and i was actually leading the world finals the final heat i was leading Mm. and i ran wide and dropped to ninth and eventually finished sixth in the world championships and i i wouldn't forgive myself for that yeah so i always wanted to come back and try try again not at necessarily world championships but become at least a professional racing driver which is not easy it's taken a lot of sacrifice okay well we're going to hear more about that and how it is that you're going to spend the rest of the year out in Europe David Peril is in ladies and gentlemen it's Get Off The Bench right here on Fast Forward we switch seats and move them around almost like um, racing cars you guys moving around on that side Uh, Dave Peril is in racing driver extraordinaire listen we were chatting a little bit earlier I haven't had a chance to ask you which tracks have you raced on you've raced locally and internationally mostly internationally actually uh and most and all F1 tracks, which to me was like surreal because I'm the number one F1 fan in this country probably, and uh, to I've won at them as well, which is ridiculous. The first tr- uh, track I raced at was at Imola, where Ayrton Senna unfortunately lost his life, uh, but it's legendary. And the, you get there, and it's right next to like a river, and uh, it's foggy, and uh, there's trees over the racetrack. And it's ridiculous. Um, but I've raced at Spa, Monza, Silverstone. Hungary, uh, Budapest, uh, Barcelona, Malaysia, a lot of places. Do you, do you wow. ever pinch yourself and go, I'm living my childhood dream? All the time. All the, it's For me, it's surreal. Because when I get back to South Africa, I have to run a tech company with my brother called Obox. And then, you know, when I sit amongst my employees and stuff at work, I'm just... I'm just, just a designer. You're just Dave. You're just yeah. And then I go overseas and you wear a red suit in a, in a pit lane and people are asking for photos and autographs. And yeah. that's like... It's a double life. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Wow. I'm still so like in awe of (laughs) double life that's fun to have too. It's not like you have to hide it from anybody either. You know, it's a double life that that is just so fascinating. A a silly thing. Do you play video games? Uh, Yeah. Are the video games representative of the tracks that you race are they are they the same yeah i uh i've used playstation my whole life to prepare myself for real racing so you can actually scout a track with yeah. playstation by playing the game mm. i actually when I, the first time i raced at silverstone i'd never seen it in real life i did about 
a billion laps on Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got there, I was third quickest on my first lap wow. out of 60 drivers. Wow. So Having never, never seen, seen it, walked no. on, smelt, no, nothing. touched, nothing. Yeah. And that's, you develop muscle memory from the games. If you treat the games as deliberate practice, yeah. then you'll gain something from them. If you te- treat them as video games, games. you won't gain. Yeah. It's just gonna See, mom and dad, yeah. Yeah. it does pay to play games all day long. Yeah. I was going to ask then, what training do you do? So you're racing overseas, you don't necessarily have the facilities to no. be able to do so here. Video game is maybe one outlet, but what else do you do to maintain fitness? Uh, Fitness-wise, I do a ton of balance and core training. Um, I used to do weights and stuff like that, but now it's just to keep the weight, my physical weight down. I have to weigh under 70 kilos. Uh, I do a lot of running, a lot of dieting. I balance on an exercise ball and bounce tennis balls around with tennis table rackets. You can see that on my Instagram, forward slash David Peril. Um, <laughs> nice it's very plug. impressive. It, yeah. it's you won't believe it watching. until you see it. It's yeah. definitely worth watching. And then your diet as well is a bit of a craziness about that. Yeah, I only eat after, after 12 p.m. and before 6 p.m. And so I, six hours six hour eating window and you eat nothing basically it's, it's not anything you want a, no a friend of mine is doing oh, this intermittent no. fasting intermittent fasting yeah. yeah 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 I started and doing it before I started racing again because I always knew I was coming back so I try to keep my weight down you got to crash that weight off quickly yeah and uh, it helps uh, as you do it I mean the effect wears off eventually sure but you got to maintain it during the season I don't do intermittent fasting okay because you. It's, it's not ideal for uh, your an energy yeah, and your, your, energy, your, yeah. Yeah, your yeah. mind needs Intimate to be Intermittent fasting basically based on the amount of calories you can consume in that six-hour window. Yes. Um, and you just don't eat after a certain time. It, it's incredible. I've seen phenomenal results from it. It's, it's ridiculous. It's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. So we were lucky enough to catch you before you go overseas. What's, uh, what's the next move for Dave Peril? So this year I'm receiving my contract this week um, to extend my deal with Ferrari. Um, be racing again in the series called the Blanc Pan Endurance Series, which is uh, it's the top GT3 racing series in the world. How many hours are these races? Uh, varies between three and twenty-four hours. Wow! Yeah. What? Uh, you got to drive the whole time. No, you share with three other drivers. Okay, I was gonna uh, say. sorry, two other drivers. There's three of you. Hang on. Okay, so bathroom breaks. Do you wear adult um, nappies? Well, I can tell you. A tell us. Bad like a story. Colostomy bag. So like I Car got. Smells I really did, bad. We did this big race called Spa 24. Yeah. It's. It's a hugely prestigious race. Uh, 4 a.m., I'm sleeping. They nudge me awake. David, David, you need to get in the car. I'm like still wiping the crust out of my eyes. Yeah. Run to get my suit. Someone's moved my suit. Panic. Eventually get my suit on while the, the car is coming into the pit stop. Jump in the car, forget my water bottle. <gasps> I'm now in the car, which is 60 degrees, by the way. For the next two hours, I start to get nauseous and get sick in my helmet. Oh. Yeah. And you got to keep on driving. I keep on going. Wow. Team's like, sorry, Dave. You gotta keep going. Yep. Wow. Dedication. So not man. all glamour. No, it, it was horrific. <laughs> it was horrific. And I got out the car shaking. Obviously, you've just been sick. Yeah. And they're like, cool, you got an hour and a half to recover and then you're back in. So, what? And Stop crying. When does, uh, when does regular season start? After you sign this contract, where's your first race? Uh, first race is in Monza in April, but we do a lot of pre season testing um, around Europe where it's not snowing right now. Mm. Um, but also another big part of this year, I mean, my, it's always been my dream to get to Lamar 24-hour. That's why I got on this bus in the first place. And uh, this year, I'll be the reserve driver for my team at Lamar. Well done. You're going so, to Lamar? Yeah. I won't, wow. It, depending on it, when you reserve, you, you wait for sure. one of your other drivers to get sick. But you don't want that because <laughs> you, you like them. They're your mates. But uh, it, I'm inching 
much closer now i'm uh, much closer to my dream we would love to touch base with you when you're overseas of course yeah can we yeah. give you a call any point anytime terrific and how can people follow you on the uh, socials um follow me through instagram instagram.com forward slash david peril or at david peril on instagram and i communicate mainly through there through stories and picture posts Excellent, man. Beautiful. David Perrell, thank you so much for your time, sir. Uh, good luck. Enjoy Europe. Uh, keep us posted, and at least we'll, we'll check out those Instagram posts. Uh, off the bench, what a great story. Yeah. Thank you, guys. It's thank- been a pleasure. Sure. What- thank you for sharing. Hey, yo, check it out. Good Hope FM. Good Hope FM. Now.